The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. And welcome, Low Country, to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard exclusively here on 94.3 WSC every Saturday morning from 8.30 to 9. Thank you for getting up and spending your Saturday mornings with us. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here this morning, as usual, with our lovely co-hosts, Rick Durkee. You like that? Lovely. And Jesse's Girl. Lovely. I'm sorry. Uh, Leslie Haywood. And That's right. Jesse's Girl. reference to Jesse's Girls a few weeks back, you had an amazing experience hanging out with Rick Springfield or... In That's this case, right. Stalking him. Stalking Rick Springfield. Yes, it was an amazing experience. And thank you, Low Country, for tuning in to Beyond the Business, where we talk to people you know about stories that you don't. So interesting last week. We we're talking to Christine Osborne and um, everything that she went through and her parents and uh, growing up in Germany. And what a what a wonderful story. I can't wait to get in more into that. You know what? Um, she said something that was really that I, I, I feel this morning about quirks. Embracing your quirks and how the quirkiness uh, will take you, your quirkiness will take you places. And I I'm embracing my, my quirkiness. I'm listening to this this morning. Uh, you hear that, honey? My quirks are who I am. Embrace them. Now, I want to know because you have the background and everything from your family in Germany, where's your favorite place to get German food close by? I know in Columbia we have a couple restaurants up there. Uh, my oh, grandpa, my gosh. There used my, to be one here in Mount Pleasant, but it's not here anymore. And yeah. then now there's that, that bakery in West Ashley. It used to be beside our location, our Wonderworks location, but it moved down the road, and mm. they're so good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, but, you, you know, German food yourself, is really huh? good. And there's there's several bakeries. There's the one in South Windermere, too. Um, my husband doesn't like German food, but I love feffling. A feffling or my very, 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 very favorite food in the world is a mushroom. And the quirk part thing comes out when we were little. We went to Table Rock in South Carolina in the upstate. And we, my father saw his mother used to gather mushrooms and harvest them and sell them. And she was entrepreneurish at, that, at his mother, Umi did that and so he knew about mushrooms and he made us gather all these fevelinga that were at table rock he's like oh my god this is so good because they're so expensive mm-hmm. you know chanterelles they're known as chanterelles so i love chanterelles and and we went home cleaned them cooked them with um bacon and onion and put them over macaroni and it's just oh, it's wonderful mushrooms and and you have to be careful about some of those mushrooms in the uh, cow fields at clemson too <laughs> Durkee sounds like experience that you know that here we won't get into that this morning yeah. so um here we are end of, end of may almost june uh things are flying by and so is it somebody's are, birthday no and so we Whose are going is to i don't know and so we are <laughs> how old is that person how old is he now Christine, ah. is it your birthday? No, it was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Well, happy belated birthday to uh, you. So. Happy birthday to you. Thank May you birthdays are awesome. <laughs> Gemini's, watch out. So, um, thanks, um, Jesse's girl. You're getting um, younger. See, y'all threw me off here this morning. So, Christine, uh, let's go back to last week's show. As we were winding it down, uh, you had told us about your time uh, as an 
occupational therapist mm-hmm. and working in facilities and you spent 10 years there. And so it didn't sort of end great. Yeah. And at the exact same time, that's where the birth of WonderWorks came from. Yeah, so it for really did. Those folks who weren't so fortunate to hear the end of that last week, kind of take us back to that transition from working for someone to how we're going to start our own business. Yeah, I ended up graduating from the medical university with occupational therapy and worked there and got my background for about two or three years. And MedU is unbelievable, great. And then I moved into Southern Pine Psychiatric Hospital and opened up their occupational therapy program. And they were down there by Baker and Spicer Drive. And um, then started that, did marketing, did program development, was there for 10 years, loved it. Um, everything was doing well, but we were did so well. And I'm so conscientious and and a lot, everybody there was, we were like a little family that we all worked very well together and the the hospital was doing well, but the corporation, which had 22 other hospitals, they needed money. So we were their cash cow. And it's kind of something weird about that when you're like, and this was the first thing in my head. I'm like, I busted my butt for this facility. And then I, then they're sold. And I'm like, this is strange. And the new people came in, and I'm like, do I really want to work for this corporation? And their ethics were not good, and my my personal ethics. And I'm like, I'll give you a – after being there three weeks, I'm like, I will give you my plan, market plan for the year. Everything's lined up. And I had had a new baby, you know, my second child, Kyle. And the the gentleman was running the the interim administrator – the old administrator was my mentor and kind of and my boss, who the one who hired me, Dan Morrissey, who ended up staying in my life for WonderWorks, uh, just a dear friend. And he, um, that, you know, um, administrator said, I want you to come provide me with your um, plans, market plans for the day, every day at 630 in the morning. And he said, you can have a car, you can have whatever you can because and you can come in any time you want if you move to the corporate office in Macon, Georgia. And at that time, I'm like, no, you're not going to bribe me. And I was like, I was so independent and so bossy and so such a leader like that. I was like, no, I'll meet you here at six. So, you know, after about a week or two of that, I'm like, I'm cutting out of here. I'll go do consulting work for the old hospital corporation, which that, let you know, sold us, which I did. And then... Three months later, that the hospital that I left ended up being in under scrutiny for on sixty minutes, and it shut down the week later. There went nationwide, that gig, right? Nationwide, <laughs> yep. So it was a very good move, and you know, I I tell people and entrepreneurs when you have a, a gut instinct about something, it's like what got me that job. I was very honest with Morrissey. You know, this is how I would run the department. And then I was very honest with my administrator. You know, no, I'm not comfortable with moving to your corporate office. You know, number one, I have a husband from Charleston, Wayne Osborne, and he will never leave. His feet are stuck in pluff mud. So that was a time for me to really step out. And I called um, the administrator, the one who hired me, Morrissey, Daniel Morrissey, and um, he had been let go that day that the new hospital folks came in. And he, he said, you want to start a business? He said, everything we've been working on together, we we do well together, working together. And I said, Absolutely. He said, I love telescopes. And he said, that's my passion. And I said, I love science and nature. I mean, I said, I love science. There was no nature in there. I love science. And our spouses looked at us and said, y'all are so freaking nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, are you kidding me? So what happened was, 
where does the money come from for a store? How do you learn how to do that? I went to SCORE. We took a course, learned how to do open a business. We investigated things. We talked to folks in the community. And for those of you that don't know, SCORE is a service core of retired executives. And so what they'll do is help mentor you and get you started up in a business, can help you out with SBA packages and loans and whatnot. So definitely a great resource that we have that you took advantage of. Yeah, and we had Bud Garforth, and he's amazing, and he's still over right now he's living on James Island and I got to see him about three years ago and he's elderly, but he is, he was such a mentor to us. It was wonderful. And, um, so we ended up adding nature to the mix and then wonder works was born, but we had to get money. This is where your quirkiness comes in and synchronicity in life. And I tell entrepreneurs do not, not look at your intuition and gut and be true to who you are. If you are quirky, use them. When I was in the sixth grade, I organized my teacher's desk. I was nerdy. I helped them. Maybe you call me a teacher pet. I don't care. Kids in the class who didn't need extra help with math or reading, I'd stay during recess and help them. She took a liking to me. Her name was Louise Smith, Clemson, South Carolina. Probably what? 19, I don't know, 71, 2, whatever that was. Here it is, 1990. I go knocking on the door to get money for WonderWorks. This concept Daniel Morsey and I developed turned down first bank, too nerdy concept. Second bank, we're on our fourth bank, turned down, too nerdy. These are supposed to be people who are friends or that would give you give you time of day. Fifth bank I walked in, who's sitting there mm. but Louise Smith's husband, Frank Smith. Oh, my God, Christine Steeple Osborne, what are you doing here? I said, I'm opening a business. He goes, well, I know your parents and they are German and they are structured and they are successful and they are good. And I know you because my wife hadn't quit talking about you. You were one of her favorite students of all time. My quirkiness, he said, he said, here's my checkbook, how much you want us to give you to start the business. And you talked about it in the last show that we had, that those people that are dropped into your life. Mm-hmm. Into the universe of all these people here. Here you are. In it is front a plan. Of... It's planned. Yep. It's yep. planned. Once you start realizing and opening up your eyes that, and I don't, you know, I don't claim to understand it all, but I do understand that it works. I've never asked for anything and not gotten it. And it's amazing. Ask, believe, and receive. Yeah. You know, and. Just look at your spiritual background and understand that there's something more happening in your life. And the synchronicity of things are just so special. So we ended up opening our store. And that was a small, tiny store. Within three years, we had, we, and we made mistakes. We had a catalog the third year and it wasn't working. And we had a warehouse with product that wasn't selling, but we had a store to move it through. We opened up another store, West Ashley. That was 20 years ago. The first store was 27 years ago, and West Ashley was 20 years ago. And I remember doing that and then expanding the store, and, and we had downfalls. And I celebrate my my failures. Like when we had to sell, you know, the we didn't take very much money home the third year because of the catalog debacle. Well, you'll never do that again. Then we ended up opening mall stores, and that was doing pretty good. You know, and we doubled the size of our store and, and we had the West Ashley store and we were doing mall stores in the mall. And then 
you know, you end up looking at that and folks come in. And when you, when you allow somebody to come in your business, your dream and your passion, you know what you want in your business. And people were copying what we were doing and all that sort of stuff. And I was flattered. That's great because nobody can get in the head of the entrepreneurs. Your business is your business. I'm already into the next like Wonderworks. I'm already at Christmas time. I'm already looking for that hot thing for Christmas. The trends that we do at Wonderworks, the spinners that we're doing right now, the rainbow loops. Which, by the way, we've did. been playing with all morning. Exactly. Like, I know great. the listeners can't see this, but everyone's got spinners in their hands. And you know, it's like the trends are hot. They're hot things. And you know, maybe I did pick a toy store because my parents were frugal and never would buy me but one toy on my birthday and one toy at Christmas. And my father would make stuff. Maybe, right? You know, maybe that's it. Maybe my mother wouldn't let me have a Barbie because she had breasts, excuse me. So, I, you know, uh-huh. I had to have a Tammy. So maybe I am a little rebellious. And maybe that is why I have toy stores. And that maybe why I have all these Barbies and Mattels around. But, awesome. um, yeah, but going back, you know, you have the successes and failures, but celebrate your failures. And what is, I, I, I like talking about these early days. You said the first three years you made some big mistakes. Yeah. Like, give us one of the biggest oh, we lessons. Did, oh, we did 12 mall stores. We saw, thought that since we could do three, we could do 12. So expanding too much, too oh fast. Oh, my God. We in did over 12 your head. mall stores in October, November, and December mm. for, in 12, for all the way from Georgia to, to, um, Florida, I mean, to North Carolina, and not one of them broke even. Right. <gasps> <laughs> okay, mistake oh number one. My God. I got shingles at Christmas. So you do, know, do and, this. And so there's like, listeners right now who own a business yeah. that probably have grown too quick, expanded uh-huh. too quick, made that investment, yet they shouldn't have. How did you make it through that versus saying back up and you work your butt off after you've gotten through having the panic attack? I remember dropping my husband off on the plane for his work. And then I called my partner and I'm like, "Okay, I think I'm getting ready to have a panic attack. I said, I can't breathe. I have my girlfriends from Clemson who lived here. And I was like, y'all, you got to talk me down from this panic attack. I think I think I think none of them made money. We shut down the stores December 25th or 24th in the evening. We trucked it all up here. We'd send it to our two stores that we had. We had lines out the door. We did a 50% off sale. And I'm like, I got to be creative. I have a, I have a warehouse still full of merchandise. What am I going to do? And I'm going to go talk to my vendors. And my vendors were awesome. And I'm like, I've never missed a payment in X amount of years, 10 years or whatever. And I'm like, so just please give me credit. I'll send all this back to you. Pay the shipping. Give me credit. And then I'll use that. We scale back on staffing. We worked our butts off work seven days a week, and that's what you do. You do what you have to do. You persevere, but you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. But what did you focus on? What did you focus on during that time? I focused on one foot in front of the other, and I had a partner, which was good, you know, a business partner. My husband was my support at home. I had two little ones at home. Great family. He had a great family. His mother and father were here, you know, and it was just a core Jaeger Osborne clan here to raise my kids and help me with that. And then they, you know, they would have meals ready for me when I came home. And I remember those days. I remember those days. And I and I did a pickup truck red with a stick shift. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. And you don't forget those days. Mm-hmm. And you just put one foot in front of the other. But then we got hit with a double whammy. Uh-oh. Four years came, went by, and things are going upward. And we added another store in Mount Pleasant. Things are going great. And then probably the most devastating failure, not failure, the most devastating quirk 
I can't even say it's a quirk. It's something that happens in life. Yeah, but it's life. I got a knock on the door and it was my business partner. And he said, "Um, we need to talk. And he said, I need to meet you here at work about a couple hours early. And I'll never forget that day. And I'd worked with this man and he was like a brother, an older brother to me. And he had been not looking well. And I'd actually called his wife and said, I think he might have heart problems. You need to get him checked out. And I called that night to check with him to see if everything was okay. And his wife lied and said, yeah, we're here. We're fine. We have company. And Dan got on the phone and said, could you please meet me tomorrow morning early? So he looked at me and he started crying. And he said, "Um, I have pancreatic cancer. And we'd only been in the business, I think it was... That was probably 10 years ago. So that was maybe year 17. And um, I looked at him and I really was kind of in shock. And I said, well, you get radiation and chemo for that, don't you? And he said, no, you don't survive. I won't be here in a year. And at that point, I was like, okay. And I didn't see him for four months after that day. And he got chemo and he survived nine months after that. And he would come to the store, my husband, my son, my oldest son, Wayne, and Wayne. They came and brought a lazy boat chair, and he sat there, and we had the best nine months of our business relationship ever. He was sharing information with me, and he gave me, a, he gave me some great advice. And anybody who knew Daniel Morrissey, and he was an administrator at Southern Pines, know how, what a great mentor he was to every single person who worked for him. And he said, Christine, you know, we have telescopes in here, and we're one of the largest telescope dealers in the southeast now. And they took up a third of our floor in all of our stores. And he said, you get rid of every one, every single telescope. He said, you know, we don't make a huge margin on it, and that's my passion. He said, and you can't answer all the questions of these folks who are going to be calling about it. He, and he was one of the top amateur astronomists in the nation at that time. And I did. I got rid of it. And I said, what do I replace it with? And he said, you find your passion. And he said, you will continue. This business will continue to be successful, Christine. He said, I have faith in you. And in walked Jamie Haley from Low Country Local first. And remember I said, open your eyes to who's around you. She goes, you're not a mom and pop, Christine. You're very economically powerful. Every dollar people spend in the store make three for their local economy. And if you buy something local and sell it locally, it makes six dollars. The day after Dan's funeral, Christian Royal Pottery, a Down syndrome child, walked in. Helen and Mike Royal's sixth child. Anybody who know Helen and Mike, they're unbelievable people. And Christian is an angel. Couldn't even look at me. His hands were shaking so hard. And he's educable. No, he's trainable. He was, they decided to pull him out of school because he couldn't learn three words in two years. And they homeschooled him. The mother had a pottery... Um, passion, but she wasn't really good at it. Christian took it and did amazing things with it. Amazing. And he did pottery that looked like somebody had been doing it for 20, 30 years an adult. And he showed me the piece of pottery. I said, oh, and Jamie Haley had just said, anything you sell locally made makes $6 for the community. Because who pays for the policemen? Who pays for the power of people? Who pays for the schools? Who pays for the teachers? Who pays for the road? Who pays for all that here? In Mount Pleasant, in Charleston, in North Charleston, in Somerville, anywhere around here. It's your local businesses. So I ended up developing a local section. We got Christian in it. We helped him expand his line. He ended, We ended up getting him in five galleries. 
Joni Erickson from a production company up in L.A. came down and did a film on him, and he got the Golden Silver Telly. No, she got the Silver Telly Award um, for nationally that documentary on Christian Royal in your potter's hands. It's being shown on PBS right now. This is how amazing all this stuff happens. Down syndrome, y'all remember? That was my goal was to work with Mm -hmm. Down syndrome kids. Same full circle, huh? Yeah. Then the kids start coming in. Hugs for Harper. Little Harper Drolet, she said, Miss Christine, you are not doing a good job. You give out toys. How many toys you give to the Medical University Happy Wheels car? Remember I worked at MedU? I was one of the folks who kind of helped start that program of doing diversional therapy for the children's hospital. And we did a card, and it came bigger and bigger. But as an, as having toys, I would donate some of the toys. She goes, well, you're not doing a good job because we're running out of toys. And I'm there for, I've been there for two years. I get treatments all the time. She had rhabdomyosarcoma. She's 10 years old. I said, you are right. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? How many toys do you want? She said, I want thousands, thousands. How many? 10,000. So what do we do? I said, okay, let's do it. We did a Facebook campaign. Seven days. I said, I'll give you seven days. We came up with this Facebook campaign. She said, because there's something new called Facebook. I said, okay, let's give it a shot. So in seven days, I gave her seven days. In seven days, we had 10,000 likes. For every like, I was supposed to give a toy. After those seven days, she came to me. She goes, I want to see them all. I had to go to (laughs) Toy Fair, talk to my vendors, because I always paid my bills. And that's what you do. When you get in hard times with your business, you still pay your bills. If you have to go to a Frank Smith... And at that point, Frank was gone, and thank God for Hugh Lane, because when we did one of our upfits, the Bank of South Carolina, I walked into Frank's office and asked for monies, and the new commercial person at this bank said, we don't do commercial loans anymore. And I'm like, I have this renovation of, you know, $80,000. I got to pay this bill to my contractor today. And Dan put my arm around me and said, we're going bank shopping. And Hugh Lane had opened up the Bank of South Carolina. We walked in. He opened up his checkbook. He said, you were recommended by so-and-so. Good as gold. How much to check for? Same thing again. People, town, this town is small. And everybody knows everybody. And everybody helps each other out. So we ended up doing that. So, you know, after Dan passed, you know, Hugh Lane came to my office. I don't know how to do a P&L. I don't know how to read one. I don't know how to do a balance sheet. I took the business courses, but that wasn't the thing I liked. Morrissey was like that. He loved it all. He would go down it. I would work on staffing. I would work on merchandising. We'd both, you know, do sales. We'd both do hiring, you know, but we divided the business up. And Hugh put his arm around my shoulder when Dan passed and said, I will help you. We will get through this. These are the tips that I'm going to give you. And he's still there to this day for me, his bank. And I won't ever switch. If anybody asks me, I'm going to switch. I'm not. I mean, coming and checking on me, he became a mentor. He would check on me after that. And then John Gant came in my life. He did the Charleston Hooker. Anybody who knows Urban Lighting, they bought his business. Mm -hmm. He was the number one lantern maker in the United States, and he was walking down the sidewalk with his Charleston Hooker grilling tool. And I'm like, what's that? And this was two days after Dan's funeral. And he goes, it's something I make. Remember, locally made. I'm like, bing, 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 bing. So here's his Charleston Hooker, and and it's in his hand, and I'm looking at it, and and you— and it's our number one grilling tool. It's our number one adult item. We sell thousands a year. It's in Charleston's number one grilling tool, literally. We sell them at the Charleston City Market Store. We sell them at all the stores. But the it'd, tourists love it'd it. It'd go well with grill charms, too. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah, I know. It'd be great with <laughs> Just a selfless charms. plug over right for, for our inventor Yeah, we need to do a, uh, we need to do a little bundle. <laughs> we right. need to definitely do that. But we helped him expand his line. But Grabber, 
keeps you warm, butts off the cold ground. <laughs> butt grabber. Yeah. So it ended up, so we had a local section. That local section, if you turn it now in all the Wonder Works stores, three times a year, it'll pay all the taxes that Costco would pay in the city so, for a year. Unfortunately, our time is winding down, but I want to get this question in there because I know you're so passionate about the community of Charleston and what oh you guys do back in. Tell tell our audience this morning, just why is that so important as an entrepreneur to be so intertwined with the community in which you build your business? Let me tell you, that little Harper Drolet, we ended up getting in 10,000 toys for three years. That sustains that cart. She passed away three months later. That cart provides anybody that we you know, and you know somebody who has a child at Medical University. Every Thursday, that child gets a toy off that car because of this a child named Harper Jolay. One child makes a difference. These child come in droves. I don't care if it's a Christian Royal Pottery or if it's a Harper Jolay. But if you open your heart and you end up saying yes to the community, it makes a huge difference. They now have a research and they're finding the cure and finding a strand of DNA and they're testing it now for rhabdomyosarcoma pediatric. That's why I'm so passionate about it, because my, my stores are a platform for the community, for children, and these are and families and people who make a difference. Rob Birchie, he just invented a swing, and we helped him with it. You stand on it. It's a swerfer. It's now all, he was just on Today Show, Fox Friends, all that stuff. The Toy I mean, Box, I yeah, saw that on ABC. He's on all of it, you know, and Rob is awesome, but now you're going to be, your kids are going to be swinging, standing up. So you're not only making an industry difference, but you're making a community difference. Well, I think she's found her passion. I can say a difference you have make and uh, made and certainly love your passion. Thank you for bringing that to oh, our show and sharing that with our listeners. It. Christine Osborne, who is the head magic maker over at Wonderworks here in Mount Pleasant. Another great show, guys. I'd say better. Best. Best, the best show, like show we've ever that. had because Aww. it's a story. And it's a story that people can relate to, and I'm sure our listeners have stayed glued with their ears to their but they radios. Have, and every one of you have a story, and your story's there. Wake up, realize your quirks, and use that story. Have fun with it. It is your story. It's not anybody else's. And if you have a story to share, go on our Facebook page. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you beyond Saturday mornings. So go to our Facebook page at Beyond the Business and Twitter, BTBCHS. And until next Saturday, Low Country, have a blessed week. And thanks again for tuning in 94.3 WSC to listen to Beyond the Business. While we believe the information in this broadcast is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level of skill or ability. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a quarterly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 830 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.
Join the Christian business movement. Visit sc-c3.org. You've invested countless hours and dollars building your business, and now your investment in your business has paid off. But did you know that according to Business News Daily that more than 60% of small business owners planning to leave their business in the next 10 years don't have an exit strategy? Hi, it's Rick Durkee of the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Let me ask you, have you planned your personal financial future wellness as well as that of your business? Have you established a succession plan for your business? Have you developed a plan for your perpetual legacy? Join me for a free discovery workshop to develop the best strategy for your business. BEST Business Exit Strategy Timetable. Call now and I'll send you an invitation by email to learn how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. Call 843-735-5065. That's 843-735-5065 for this free discovery workshop on how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. 843-735-5065.